So, so that last episode blew up, Jeff. We're famous. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Clever Kids Podcast, the weekly pop culture podcast where three brothers uh, take a topic from pop culture and look into it a little bit too hard. Um, my name is Tyler. I am your host. I am back this week with my brothers and co-hosts, Brian. Hello. And Jeff. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, that's a sufficient pause. All right, so um, this week we are doing the long-awaited topic of uh, award season snubs, which I don't. Okay, snub. I was thinking about this word today. Snub. Is it used in any other context other than this? Like, yeah, is snub, it a word outside of this? Snub nose spear. <laughs> exactly what I was saying. <laughs> Year one, dude. <laughs> yeah, snub. now it's a snub nose. Twice the Killing Power. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Highly recommend it. How did we not talk about that as the most underrated movie? I, just I we can talk about it tonight as an Oscar snub. <laughs> <laughs> snub. Weird word. I don't know what's going on with you. You know what? It's Is not it that weird because not? if you just say it backwards, it's buns. <laughs> I'm going to laugh enough for all of us on that one. That shit was funny. All right, so we're going to be talking about award season snubs. <laughs> Can we talk about award season buns? <laughs> I feel like that's a thing. I feel like that's a BuzzFeed thing. Yeah, go ahead. I've been watching a lot of Marvel, Scarlet Joe. Good for you. Oh, speaking of... Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> Those are the buns you were talking about? I was going to talk about, like, sourdough or... I mean, it's already been, it's already canon that Chris Evans, aka Captain America, has got America's ass. So we can go ahead and move on. Butt. I wasn't gonna go there, but I mean, no, I'm not talking about her butt. I'm talking about. Do you remember the scene where she's baking? <laughs> <laughs> you remember that scene where she has the Princess Leia buns? Do you don't remember her in the uh, baking in uh, making bread? <laughs> <laughs> That's what she was doing in the red room. Um, all right. Uh, before we get into the main topic, I have some notes on last week's episode real quick brian you told me when i was editing the podcast that you wrote down the oh no you said before the podcast started recording you were like i wrote down (laughs) an intro for this week and then your intro was just someone else's intro and then after you did after you did that person's intro you just said uh yeah we just we talk about pop culture or whatever (laughs) That's what you said. Yeah, I wrote down an intro and then made it sound like you wrote off, down someone else. Okay. I'm I'm not gonna apologize for that. Look, when people stop me in the street and they recognize me and they're like, "Hey, I love your podcast." All right, they give me feedback, and the feedback I got this week was that was a killer fucking intro. So, would you shut up? All right. How about this one? Did you get any feedback about how watching a bunch of Marvel movies in a row is not an endeavor? <laughs> it's not brave. You're not being brave by doing it. The way you were talking about oh, it was like, I'm, I'm a fucking hero. You guys don't even know. This is so hard. I almost went out of order the other day. Okay. It's like, fuck Look, you, dude. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to double down here. I think I'm going to, all right? This is a hill I'm willing to die on. Okay. And it takes, it, ta- it takes a, an, a like a, uh, I'm looking for other big words. It's a, it's a quest of the soul. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a, a journey the hero's journey 
is watching the Marvel movies in order. And I got to tell you, I have not strayed. I don't like Ant-Man. I watched Ant-Man last night. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of lame. Um, and then I just, I wanted to say, I love that we're keeping with the canon that Brian falls asleep during movies, even if he likes them. <laughs> you, you mentioned on like four different movies that you fell asleep during them. I do fall asleep during movies a lot. Well, it, I just kept writing it down. I was just like, oh, he fell asleep during this one. Fell asleep. And then after it, I was just like, Brian fell asleep during a lot of these. And that's what I wrote. For the record, uh, we started Civil War really late last night and we stayed up and watched it. So maybe it just, maybe the directors need to listen to this and use that as an indicator of whether they did a good job or whether they need to step their shit up. You know what I mean? You don't like Civil War? No, I stayed up and watched it. I'm saying it was good. Oh, that one's really good. Yeah, uh, Kelly and I just recently watched Winter Soldier. And I will Civil say War back to back. And I kind of really liked it. I kind of had a problem with Vision in the in the airport fight. He just sits there. He disappears. Yeah, he disappears until he just like, suddenly they're about to get to the Quinjet and he starts freaking out and trying to fight him again. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're okay with fighting now, but not five minutes ago when your team needed you? Like, what's going I mean, on? it's dude. He's Superman. Like he's so much stronger than everyone else. So just have Wanda slamming him into the ground over and over. Like I don't care. Just it doesn't make sense for him to just vanish. <laughs> like have her drop him into a sitcom or something crazy like that. I don't know. Like yeah, there's an idea. Huh? Wouldn't that be great if this was like a reveal of that's why he and she disappear for most of that fight scene? Is that that's all it's happening all right within now? the scope of the Civil War fight? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like he, he just straight up isn't there for most of it. I kept looking around like. Why didn't Vision just come out of nowhere and just drill that dude? And, like, all you see is him get engaged when Ant-Man uh, gets big. All of a sudden, Vision starts fighting him. All right. Well, I'm going to call that our Marvel Minute this week. Uh, ending there. No further discussion on Marvel movies because we've somehow – this is just becoming a Marvel podcast. Every week, we just talk about it for, like, half of the episode. You guys aren't getting um, paid? You guys aren't getting paid by Marvel? Well, you know what? There are a lot of podcasts that do get, like, free tickets to movies and shit from Marvel for, like, and, like, YouTube people who get, like, free Marvel shit. So this is the, we'll get the endeavor to get free Marvel tickets. Yeah, there you go. RDJ. There you go. Um, so this week we are talking about uh, award season snubs. Um, Brian, what does Webster's Dictionary say, uh, say a snub is? <laughs> Uh, I, feel like I, I feel like you could have prepared him for that one. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I'm just going to cut out Snub. all of this and just leave a long pause. Snub. To check or stop with a cutting retort. <laughs> what does that have to do with this? What I got is an act of showing disdain or a lack of cordiality by rebuffing or ignoring someone or something. To extinguish by stubbing. <laughs> like snubbing out a cigarette. Who calls it that? An act or an instance of snub. That doesn't help. Who puts that in there? That's so stupid. Used in snubbing. Yeah, that's true. All right. Yeah, so it's basically when you put out a cigarette. So are we just talking about all movies where people do that? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I looked it up on so, Urban Dictionary, and I'm, I'm going to do a favor and not tell you what it says. Oh no, what is, what is that? <laughs> nope, I'm not reading nope. it. Nope, do it. <laughs> I will not. So, uh, Oscar snubs. Who's going first? Um, Brian, you said you had a year that you wanted to talk about specifically. Yep. I want all of our listeners to rewind their minds back to the glorious year of 1995. Okay? 
Uh, it was a year uh, with only one notable thing, and I would, I would say it was this event of snubbing, because I can't tell you anything else about the year 1995. Um, the Best Picture nominees for 1995's Oscar uh, were Four Weddings and a Funeral, The Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump, Quiz Show, that one had Robert Redford, and Pulp Fiction. So three main ones to highlight there, obviously, Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction. Any one of those, I would argue, is an Oscar-worthy film, um, but because they all came out in the same season, Forrest Gump took home Oscar for Best Picture that year. What do we think about that? So... Forrest Gump is a weird one where when I when we were young we watched Forrest Gump a lot I, I know Brian and I watched it together like one summer like I don't know for like a whole month like every day I feel like we watched it a lot right do you remember that Brian uh I mean that's every summer so oh yeah you still do that you keep that tradition alive all right I don't, I don't snub Forrest Gump dude here's the thing I haven't seen Forrest Gump since I think that summer and uh there's a reason it's it's a good movie it's genuinely a good movie but it's not it's just i don't it's it's not i mean don't get me wrong we're gonna have to get into the fact that tarantino doesn't deserve academy awards because he's just a thief but um the fact that he wasn't even i don't I, I guess it's just i don't know i wouldn't have put forrest gump up there shawshank obviously like is like in the list of best movies of all time, Forrest Gump never, I don't think, is ever in the top ten from any serious film critic or person who likes movies a lot, right? But Shawshank is almost always in the top five. You know what I mean? So that seems like a missed opportunity. Although, if I remember right, Shawshank did get best... Oh, no, wait. Best Director was a new award after that, I think. Anyway. I'm going to guess... Freeman probably won an award for best supporting actor. Sure, yeah, I'm sure that's true. Um, let's see. Nominee, best picture, best edit. Wow, it didn't even win any awards. That's crazy. It was nominated for best picture. It was nominated for best actor, Morgan Freeman. Nominated for best adapted screenplay, Frank Darabont. Best nominated for Best Cinematography, Roger Deakins. Best Original Score, Sound Mixing, and Film Editing. And it won none of them. That's crazy. That's actually, that's a snub. That is definitively a snub. Because that has to be the best movie that came out that year, right? Like, uh, isn't it, I mean, isn't Jeff, it, we know that it's Jeff's favorite movie. So. It's one of them. I don't, I don't know. That's, that is crazy that it didn't even win anything. That doesn't <clears> make sense to me. Um. So yeah, I mean, Jeff, you got thoughts on that? I mean, yeah. Uh, it's it's a tragedy that uh, it wasn't <laughs> respected in its time. I mean, it's kind of like Hitchcock. I mean, Hitchcock didn't win any awards, I think, for any of the films that he made. Um, and, right. Well, and- that's because he was he kind of made film in the genre section of Hollywood in the same way that, like, you know, um science fiction movies very rarely make uh 
or get win any sure. awards. Sure. My my point in bringing right. it up was that he it wasn't appreciated in its time. Like it, it like his right. films are masterpieces now, but it's kind of like Saving Private Ryan. I just feel like people just didn't grasp it at the time, which is and hard to believe because it's uh, impressive. Sure. Yeah, it is impressive. I mean, you just brought up another big one. Do you want to just go right into that, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, sorry, did I say Saving Private Ryan instead of Shawshank? You said Saving Private Ryan. Didn't mean to. I meant to say Shawshank. But I'll jump right into it. Uh, yeah, I think for my big one that I wanted to talk about was uh, Shawshank Redemption. This one's actually probably one of the most uh, well-known snubs uh, amongst people that follow like the the, the uh, behind the scenes of Hollywood. This one was pretty uh, illuminating. Essentially, uh, I'll, I'll read like Brian the Oscar nominations for 1999. Uh, Elizabeth which is a film I hadn't heard of, but I assume it's a biopic about uh, Elizabeth I. Shakespeare in Love, which was Colin Firth and Gwyneth Paltrow. Life is Beautiful, which is an incredible film if you guys haven't seen it. Um, Saving Private Ryan, I don't think that one needs to be described. And The Thin Red Line, which is another incredible war film. And the film that won the 1999 Best Oscar is Shakespeare in Love. Which, have either of you ever watched it? Yeah, it's perfectly average. It's so boring. It was so boring. Also, it's so historically inaccurate that it blows my mind that anyone would ever pay attention to it. And and what people have, like, it was pretty, I think, shocking at the time, too, because Saving Private Ryan was, uh, I think, adored in its time. But I, what has since come to light is that Harvey Weinstein did a lot of campaigning behind the scenes to a lot of the people that I guess were in charge of making decisions and uh, I don't know, somehow secured the nomination. I, I don't really understand the details behind it, but that seems to be the general consensus is that everyone agrees the film shouldn't have won. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand how, I mean the third red line it, the thin red line is not as good of a movie as saving private ryan sure saving private ryan but shakespeare in love isn't even i wouldn't even say it's a good movie like it's such a missable movie you you guys remember that movie crash that won the academy awards it's like all about like racism or whatever why how did that one win that's another one of those movies it's like it's not that good of a movie it just like kind of has an interesting way that it's like woven crash you're hating on the movie crash right now wait you like that movie that movie's awesome dude you know what's so funny you mentioned that because we were talking about last night with uh ant-man with that guy uh what's the sporting actor that's hilarious in that michael pena or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. that dude can flip like switch oh, yeah, gears he's, quick that, he's really talented because yeah, he is good. freaking hilarious in ant-man that guy is just like comedy every time he opens his mouth versus crash he plays a really heavy role and so does everybody else obviously i think don Cheadle's in that one too man they got like a whole marvel thing going or marvel just has every actor ever but um i don't think don Cheadle's in that movie dude <laughs> i'm almost terrence positive. howard terrence I'm, howard is. oh my gosh they have both roadies don Cheadle's for sure in that movie yeah, he's the detective, Tyler. Boom! In Crash, yeah, lawyer. He's the detective with the the Latina partner. Dude, they got both roadies in there. Tyler, I don't. He's in I it. 
He is? Are you looking at the cast listing? No, I've seen the film. I'm telling you he's in it. Oh, yeah, the pretty actress that always plays a cop. You're right. I do remember Yeah, she that. does in the movie Taxi, too, where she fills up Giselle. Hot. Okay. Talk about Oscar buns. Dude. She's also in The Boys as a cop. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, so both roadies are in there. Um, and that's just a great film. It's, it's a really good film. Maybe I'm looking at the other films that came out in 1999. Fight Club and by. The Bicentennial Man were both in that list, and neither of them were nominated. Yeah, I could see why. Um... I mean, I know that Fight Club was a cult classic. I think it's generally just a classic at this point. But um... yeah, I think that it was one of those things. Like Fight Club did really, really, really bad right. in in the box office. So I think it might have just been ahead of its time like people maybe just weren't ready for something like that because it is really 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 dark you know what i mean like the whole movie takes place at night yeah like that's the first that's the first part of the darkness but then the subject matter is like weird like the soap and everything like it is really dark right and it is chuck palunic who like really likes to make weird 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 things happen in his books so i don't know also uh david fincher wasn't quite the powerhouse director that he is now so, you know, I don't know. I get why that one wouldn't be nominated, although I do like it. Um, I wanted to jump in. We got another another year right ahead of that one, 99. Wait, did The Matrix get nominated in that year? Uh, so I, I don't know if, like, it's it's hard to tell ex- exactly when these films, uh, which, which award season, because if they come out so late in the year, then they don't get brought into, they get brought into the next award season. Right. Um, so if I look at the 2000 Best Picture nominees, Matrix uh, isn't there. Matrix nope. is not there. American Beauty. So is though. I'm gonna call it a snub. <laughs> That's a snub. How is the Matrix? I mean, if you think not nominated, if you think they're not ready for Fight Club, you think they're gonna be ready for the Matrix? Like that's they so deeply ought to be so deeply they, into the sci-fi camp. All right. Well, in a, in a similar year, the year before 1998, um, you got Titanic winning, right? Mm-hmm. You got Goodwill Hunting. You got As Good As It Gets, which is a good movie. You got LA Confidential, another good movie. Maybe belongs up there. But there's a oh, and The Full Monty, a movie that uh is about a bunch of like dudes trying to become strippers or something. I don't I never saw it. It looks stupid, sounds stupid, not interested. There's a noticeable movie missing, missing from that, and that is the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski didn't even get nominated for any anything really in, at the Academy Awards. Let's see, what did it win? What did it get? Big Lebowski Awards. I mean, Batman and Robin wasn't nominated either. Okay, and that's clear. <laughs> was is, it is that nominated? The one with the nipple suit? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Dude, I can't uh, look at anything else when that movie's on. I'm just staring at his nipples. And Shaquille O'Neal's Steel was also that year. Oh, that's a huge oh. snub, dude. That's, that's a, a shared film. universe that I would love to see. That's the worst suit film. Batman and Shaq, such Shaq a, Steel. Such a bad Shaq O'Steel, dude. Huge Shaquille snub. Shaquille O'Steel. And, and he also pumped out Shazam right around that time. Is that what that's called? Kazam. Kazam. There it is. I knew there was something. The Rapping Genie. Huge rapping snub. <laughs> Massive seven-foot, two-inch snub on that one. 
ridiculous. Try to back on Size twenty three shoe snub. No, it's fine. I, I wanted us to talk about Shaq's uh, weight. <laughs> Three hundred and twenty pounds snub. <laughs> why do I know so much about this guy's body? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say why do you Nine know so much about sn- that? Uh, finger snub. <laughs> How long's his penis, Brian? Come on, I know you're waiting to bring it out. I don't know. All right. In 1980, Apocalypse Now won the Academy Award. It was uh, for Best Picture. Excuse me. Uh, it was running against Breaking Away, a Peter Yates film. Stan, uh, excuse me, Kramer versus Kramer, which is a good movie. Uh, Norma Ray, which I can only assume is a movie about Marilyn Monroe, because isn't that what her name was? Oh no, Norma Jean was her name. What's Norma Ray? I don't care. It's not about anything I give a shit about. Let's start there. Um, and then there's another movie called All That Jazz uh, that I would assume is a musical. Um, missing from that list is The Shining. The Shining didn't even get nominated for Best Picture. And that was a Stanley Kubrick movie. A, a man who is widely considered to be one of the greatest directors of all time. And he wasn't nominated for probably his most famous movie. I mean, I don't know, 2001 A Space Odyssey, uh, Full Metal Jacket, and The Shining? Would it I mean, blow your mind to know that Kubrick has never won? A, uh, the only Oscar he ever won was uh, for visual effects on 2001 A Space Odyssey? It would not, because I already was going to say that. But I guess I'll let you have it. Um, yeah, I don't understand how Kubrick how that like how could he have been so slept on in his lifetime not that i like think that he's as much of a visionary as other people like to think he is oh wait yeah i don't i just um i don't i don't i don't know i just it, it's weird to me when you see someone who's just so, like like the hitchcock thing you know what i mean that being said the academy awards i mean it's all it's all made up right i mean not only are movies all made up but also like the awards like who gives these people like the authority to to vote these they're not like movie critics or people who study film it's members of the academy and i don't even to be a member of the academy you just have to have been like working or putting money into hollywood for so long or whatever you know what i mean that's why it's all white men i mean i don't know if you noticed but none of these movies are directed by black people they don't none of these movies are like really starring black people and not to turn this into a race debate i mean we're three white kids talking about movies like that we're not necessarily qualified but i mean the snubs here like spike lee hasn't won an academy award and you watched the five bloods right jeff you said it was really good yeah i enjoyed it right for sure he's great i mean i'm not even gonna get into all the movies that should have been nominated or should have won him awards but it just it's crazy anyway right after the year 1999 the year 2000 cast yourself back if you will what do you guys think won the academy award for what year anyone 2000 year 2000 anyone no clue i'll tell you it was american beauty you guys remember that movie yeah kevin spacey kevin spacey being a pervert high school's (laughs) daughter's best friend yeah yeah, it's weird how often uh, Hollywood casts perverts in the role of perverts, isn't it? Um, we need someone that yeah. can pull it off, right? Yeah, I mean, well, Kevin Spacey was a talented actor in his own right, but 
it's it's always unfortunate when like I just fuck that guy. It makes like all the movies that I liked of his like so much cheaper. Um, anyway, it's about a man who decides he doesn't want to have a nine to five anymore and just go get goes and gets a part time job at a fast food stand and then like tries to fuck his daughter's friend who's like sixteen. It's weird. Shouldn't have shouldn't exist. But people like it. Um, also nominated that year were The Sixth Sense, great movie, has stood the test of time. The Insider, another good movie. The Green Mile with my boy, Tommy Hanks, and my other boy, Michael Clark Duncan. Damn, I almost missed it. And then another movie called Cider House Rules, which, what is that? Who gives a shit about that? You know what's missing from that list? A lot of films. American Psycho. A um, movie that, like, how is that not even considered? You know what I mean? Like, I genuinely love that movie. I watch it all the time. Well, not as often as I used to when I was growing up. But it has, sometimes I just think about the scene where he's looking at the business cards and freaking out. And I just go onto YouTube and I just watch that scene. Because I think it's so funny. And I think it's so good. And I just don't understand how, like, nobody, like, that's not even in the consideration. You know what I mean? Anyone? No comments on this? Yeah, All right, I, I'll keep going. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, it sounds like the movie that one shouldn't have won. I didn't. I've watched it, but at the same time, you know, Green Mile is you should another you one would think, Yeah, you would think the Green Mile would be really high up, right? All right, I got one more here that I wrote down from my research that I just I couldn't believe. Um, hadn't didn't even get nominated, right? So, in two thousand seven, the Academy Awards, the Academy Awards were, or excuse me, Best Picture nominees were The Queen, Little Miss Sunshine, Letters from Iwo Jima, Babel, and The Departed. Now. The Departed One, which I don't think I disagree with. I think that I really like that movie a lot. Anyone else like I it? I think that movie's incredible. Yeah. Are you a cop? Anyone? Are you a cop? No, we're not going to do the How I Met Your Mother thing and just say it over and over at each other. All right. You guys both look tired. We can wrap it up soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tells one bad joke and he's like, no, no, we can end it. We can end it right now. Uh, is this thing on? Hold on. Hey, hey. Even in hell, I get no respect. Um, in the year 2007, David Fincher released a movie called Zodiac. You guys watch that? Jake Gyllenhaal. I've seen it. RDJ. Mm-hmm. About the Zodiac killings in the Bay Area. Place close to all our hearts. That one didn't win? It didn't even get nominated. All of these movies I just named, those four movies, just weren't even nom- – those are some of the movies that people consider, like, the best movies of all time. I mean, maybe the weakest one on that list of four is American Psycho, and maybe I'm showing my bias for, like, weird, dark movies by, by listing that one up there. But, like, all four of those movies are, like, really, really, really well done, well-directed, well-acted, well-written movies that weren't even given a nod. And I just don't even – it shows the flaw in these award seasons, right? Like it, that's what shows the flaw in these award seasons and these award shows is that the, who, who is watching them? I mean, do you guys know how the award seasons play out at all? You guys ever looked into it? No. 
basically the members of the Academy and the voters for the Golden Globes are sent screeners, which is just DVDs where they can watch the films at home on their home theaters or on their laptops or however they watch them. And then they watch like all of the movies that are nominated that they haven't seen and then they vote on them. Right. And so you have to assume that some of these people are like Zodiac or whatever, some whatever movie that was nominated. Right. Like they don't even watch it. And then they just vote for which one of the five they actually watched because they're just like, who has the time to watch all of these movies? You know what I mean? If you're a voter, you should make the time. <laughs> right. I mean, what other jobs do you have besides watching one of all of these thousands of movies? But, you know, people do other shit in their days. And so you have to assume that they're not now. It's not a perfect system because the thing is, none of this shit should matter. They just tell us that it fucking matters and we're doing a whole fucking podcast about it as if it matters. But who gives a shit? These are rich ass people deciding which one of them was the best at being rich. Like, I, don't, I don't know why I care so much, but it does bother me when movies that I actually like by directors and actors that I really like are ignored or are passed over for other people or other things that I don't value. And I don't think anyone truly values who's walking around out here being like, oh, God, remember that deserved win that Shakespeare and Love earned at the Academy Awards in the year 1999? No, no one fucking thinks that even probably fucking Joseph Fiennes, Rafe Fiennes' brother and Gwyneth Paltrow know that that's not a movie that should have won Best Picture. Probably both like, yeah, it was like a weird period rom-com that didn't really make any sense and didn't deserve it. You know, it's it's just, I don't know. It's fucking bullshit. Um, and that's my review of the Academy Awards and the Golden Globes. I got one. Go Ed, ahead. Ed fucking Harris has never won. Yeah, I'm just gonna let that hang because he's a guy. Name that something that he me. would have earned it for. Uh, Truman Show, 1998. He was awesome. Awesome. Truman awesome. Show. I mean, I'm thinking The Rock. Awesome. Yeah, and yeah, I'm trying not to get too hung up in how I feel about him in in Westworld because it's not a movie, but at the same time. That, like that guy has time and again popped up the screen in his roles period Truman Show he really you don't really meet him until I just watched it somewhat recently too so um, you don't really meet him until what like an hour into the film once Truman's kind of starting to figure out what's going on and then all of a sudden it flips to the real world where Ed Harris is pulling the strings and man everything he does just carries weight and just personally even if it's a, a supporting actor, Oscar, like, I don't know. That, that just strikes me as one that is uh, is a guy where they just need to find a way. Like, it felt like when Leo was winning his, finally, that they were just like, dude, this guy's literally going to kill himself if we don't get him an award. You know, like, <laughs> Ed Harris almost feels like he's, he's on that level of, like, this guy is overdue and we just need to get him one, you know? So talking about actors who deserve awards and have never received them um or have never even been nominated how will smith will smith does not have an academy award has not been nominated for anything that i know of i'm trying to think didn't i thought I mean, maybe it was an episode maybe actually... pursuit 
no, I thought it was on an episode of the podcast that we hadn't released, but I thought Brian pointed out that like IMDb films or, or is it uh, Rotten Potatoes? Like every single Will Smith film has like a lower than 50% approval rating or something crazy like that. You right? mean Rotten Tomatoes? Rot- yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> he was nominated for Best Actor for Ali and Best Actor mm. for Pursuit of Happiness. Okay, that makes sense. But not one. No wins. Jake Gyllenhaal. Never won. See, Samuel Smith, L. Jackson. Stop. Let me stop right there because Will Smith, I think, I would argue is on another level than Gyllenhaal because he's done roles... I, I don't know night night what was it night soccer night crawler was kind of night crawler night crawler is crazy. so good yeah but prisoners Will Smith had seven pounds uh, pursuit of happiness it hits you right in the fucking feels he had a couple of like in a uh, span of like what five years that were just like dude Ali Ali that great. moment where he hears on the radio that Malcolm X is dead and he has to pull over and he just starts crying that shit I <laughs> I just I just think about that moment yeah. sometimes he's pumped I, out some, sometimes when I'm frustrated that just pops yeah. into my head he's pumped out some crap recently but you know he's got he had a run there where I'm, I'm surprised that he didn't bring one home Tom Cruise that doesn't have an Oscar Tom Cruise does not have an Oscar huge that's snub. Huge that step. seems weird to me. And He's again, really, he actually is a really good actor. Don't get me wrong. Look, we like Tom Cruise here. He's a fucking weirdo. He's nuts. He's so weird. He, he love him as so an actor. Weird. Sorry, bro. but as an actor, he is so talented. I genuinely do think he's really good. That movie Magnolias, which is a Paul Thomas Anderson film. Speaking of which, Paul Thomas Anderson, director who led, what's his name? Daniel Day-Lewis to all his Oscars. I don't think he has a Best Director Oscar or a Best Picture Oscar. I think that's right. Hold on. I'm going to look that up. Because if I'm wrong, I'm going to cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me say this. Okay. Tom, Tom Cruise, you know, might have... Nope. Paul Thomas Anderson, Best Picture for one, two, three, four, five movies. Never won. He's been nominated five times. Never won. And every single one of those five movies, I'm pretty sure, is Daniel Day Lewis's five Oscars. Pretty sure that's <laughs> how it's running out. into Daniel Day Lewis. He, they just keep working together. No, they keep working together. He's the director of all the movies that Daniel Day Lewis is getting his awards for, and he's directing him, and yet he's not fucking winning. I don't know. It's fucking dumb. Speaking of which, Paul Thomas Anderson should, or Magnolias, which is Paul Thomas Anderson and Tom Cruise. That or it's called Magnolia, I think. Tom Cruise should have won for that, and uh, PTA should have won for that. Anyway, who's got next? Got anything else? I can keep going. Jeff, Jeff, day. any actors that you want to throw out? Is like a what the hell? Uh, well, I threw out Tom Cruise, but uh, Liam Neeson is another one that has got some. <laughs> him, he's rude his head in this podcast a ton. He's got a. Uh, I was gonna say, do we just skills? have to announce say him because we talk about him every episode? He or? Deserves a mention. <laughs> I mean, Schindler's List, I, I don't know. Okay. Philadelphia yeah. was a good I was going to say, what movie would you have given him one so, for? So Schindler's, Schindler's List lost to Tom Hanks' Philadelphia, which is another yeah. good film. Like, I, really I would good. say those are really like, – I, I would have been happy with either one of those winning. Denzel uh, was in that too. That's a good movie. It is really good. Tom Hanks is really good in that. Here's one that Tyler, um, I think, will appreciate. Amy Adams has never won. I was going to say Amy Adams. I don't – She's I, got a bunch of nominations, I saw. Yeah, she's real, dude. She's she's good. Did you guys watch Sharp Objects on HBO? She's no. great in that. I've seen it. It's Very good. good. Uh, real quick, uh, Rachel McAdams nominated for one movie. I think that she's really talented. 
Margot Robbie, I think, nominated once, probably. Angela Bassett was only nominated once. Diane Lane nominated once. Jamie Lee Curtis was never nominated. Scarlett Johansson has never been nominated. I mean, I feel like they're really sleep. You know, and Meryl Streep gets nominated just for showing up in the background of a movie, I'm pretty sure. She didn't even have a movie that year, and then she just goes, at the Oscars, and they're like, oh, oh, bravo. Oh, my God, what a performance. Well, it's I just she just keep they're like throwing Oscars at that woman at this point, and she's at this point I I feel like she should be declining them and letting other people win. <laughs> you want her to be like, you know what? I don't deserve this. <laughs> I, I withdraw from. Uh, I, I've won way too many of these. <laughs> yeah, what what is she gonna do with them? I don't want to buy a biggest shelf. Yeah, exactly. Glenn Close never nomin or never won seven nominations, never won. Doesn't make sense. She's at least as good as Meryl Streep. How dare you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I don't feel that strongly about see. it. I, I, feel I, feel like about Streep, it. I feel like Meryl Streep's kind of like Tom Brady when he's throwing that. You guys see that clip of him throwing the uh, Super Bowl trophy from one boat to the other? I saw SNL make fun of him for doing that. <laughs> I, could see, I could see Meryl Streep just being like, I have too many Oscars. Yeah, catch. <laughs> they, did a, they did a Tom Brady bit on... SNL where he's just like a sad drunk loser <laughs> and he's just like I got seven of these but I got a hole in my heart where my daddy Bill Belichick left me <laughs> and then he, he turns the Lombardi trophy over where it's flat and just cracks a beer open on the edge <laughs> it was very funny <laughs> um, alright let's see Where who else hasn't won Woody Harrelson has he ever even been nominated? I don't know. No list. No 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 answer there. Winona Ryder? James McAvoy? Come on, guys. Oscar I mean, I, Isaac? I feel like McAvoy's still pretty early in his career. Um, the dude's gotta be forty. Forty five. He should like at this point. I mean, it took Brad Pitt. I think Brad Pitt got his first one for once upon a time in hollywood i in my opinion one of his worst performances but he won so good for him i guess let's talk about real quick deserved oscars can you guys think of any like well-deserved oscars that you can remember uh forrest gump for one kidding all right even though i do think that film does did did partially deserve it i don't know if it deserved it as much as the other film anyone anyone else uh lord of the rings return of the king you guys feel like it deserved all the oscars that it won that year i mean you're talking about a movie that won like it tied for most oscar wins with titanic i mean like the, the, the amount of times that fantasy and sci-fi movies are overlooked i i think that one just carries the torch for the rest of the genres it makes just... you feel like it's possible right it's right. the same thing with like what okay how about this one how do you guys feel this is gonna be this we're just gonna make this one our our award season spectacular how do you guys feel about the stupidness the stupidity that is uh if you play the joker you get nominated and win for an academy award now anyone else think that that's fucking dumb (laughs) i i heath ledger deserved it i genuinely maintain that that is one of the best performances in any film ever like he literally becomes another person and you believe that character 
in that movie. Jeff, if you shake your head again, I'm going to rip I'd your love, neck off. I love his performance. Bare I'm going to harm you. <laughs> I'm going to harm you. Stop shaking your head, you bitch. No, I love that it is, performance. It is genuinely, there's that moment where he is, it's the interrogation scene, right? It's the interrogation scene where he's just talking to him. It's just, I can't, I like, I can't even put it into words. It's just, it is a great performance. Whatever Joaquin Phoenix did in the movie Joker is not like the, it's not the Joker. And I don't even know what it, I genuinely don't know what it was that made people lose their minds over that movie so much. Like it's not, I'm going to come out and say it. It's not a good movie. I didn't like it. I've watched it twice and both times. It's just like, I don't get what the fucking point of this movie is. It's not the Joker. It's a totally different movie that they just wrote some DC characters in. And then we're just like, uh, Warner Brothers, you want to give us some money for this? <laughs> and they're like, sure. And then it won a fucking, uh, we like awarded them for that. And I don't get why we'd give them a reward for that because what, it wasn't a good interpretation of the one? character. Joker. Yeah, the, the actual Joker film, like Joaquin Phoenix's. He won. Yeah. Best actor. And the, the movie won best picture, I think, or... I thought it did. No, it didn't. Uh, Parasite won. But still, it was nominated for Best Picture. Why? Why would it be nominated for that? That's fucking dumb. Why would it be nominated? I mean, I, I, I disagree with the uh, 2015 Best Picture that the films that were nominated were Whiplash, American Sniper, Birdman, Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Boyhood. And the picture that won was Birdman, which is a film that I just don't understand. I I personally don't think that it should have won over Whiplash. Um, Yeah, Whiplash would be probably my runner. uh, Well, Selma was really good. I mean, it's not even fucking close. I didn't like Birdman at all. I understood what they were going for. I didn't like it. What? Why not? What part of it didn't the, the you like? The movie doesn't have... I don't know. We're not going to get it. We could have a whole podcast. It, the, the movie's just incoherent. Like, there's so much that just doesn't make it's sense. Incoherent. It's incoherent. So... It's like the most linear film of all time. Right. Like, I understand what you're talking about. The, the, the filmmaking process is really impressive. I'm talking about the actual story structure. Like, does this guy have superpowers? Does he not? Like, is he insane? Like, it's just dumb that there's no actual definitive answers. It's... it's. I've seen the movie I think the definitive answer is that he is not well. And everything is taking place inside of his head, right? It's him fracturing from reality. I don't think that there's any way that that man has superpowers. I don't think that that's what they were trying to say in that movie at all. Jeff, also, that microphone on your headset, it rotates up. You don't have to I've, bend it out, of the, it out it of the way. I've got it out of the way. Yeah, but it rotates. It's, it twists. But it also bends. Yeah, but you don't need... Okay. Anyway, that's getting cut out. Or maybe it won't. Some I say that a lot, and then I just don't cut out the, <laughs> the bit. Um. All right. How much time? How much time have we burned? Have we gotten through? We've gotten through fifty minutes. Let's just say this <laughs> is a waste of time. We did not do the research that we thought we were going to. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen the? Have you guys ever seen the clip of um, Samuel Jackson during the announcement that of the Best Supporting Actor the year that he was in Pulp Fiction? It's Julius. You guys ever seen that clip? No. I, so you I know how they do the uh, the panels of yeah. each of the nominees, and they're sitting there, and then they announce it. <laughs> he goes, he's like sitting there, and he's like, like super excited, and then they're like, and it's somebody else, and he just goes, 
Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> like in the panel, it's so good. He's just like, man, what the fuck? It's so good. <laughs> it's very entertaining. Just you know, especially knowing him, like you know, he's got an attitude and stuff. So yeah, he's he's so funny. It's also one of the best. Um, he's also the basis for one of the best. Dave Chappelle sketches of all time with the Sam Jackson beer. Yeah. Samuel Jackson. It'll get you drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. Alright. Uh let's let's just say anyone got some some parting thoughts on that one? On this topic. Somebody give Ed Harris an Oscar. Merrill, I've heard you've got a few extra. Throwing it at Harris. Leo, you've won. Chill out, dude. That bear thing was, or like the hypothermia he was risking in that Revenant movie, ridiculous. Uh, and I had one more. Oh, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, give Tom Cruise the award for best buns. In this, in this one, I know we were waiting. Way to for that. save yourself. Way to save yourself for that one. Um, I would say that. Um, let's see. Damn. Who would I give an award to? I think I'm, I'd probably give an award. If I could give an honorary award to anyone, it would be myself uh, for having to put up with you two and carry this podcast every damn week, even the week when I'm not even on the podcast because I did all the editing. Probably, worth, you know how probably much... worth just admitting to all the people uh, that we had more listeners last episode when he wasn't here. So anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to cut that out. You guys know how many, how much typing I had to remove? Oh, you know why last week got the most downloads? I was trying to realize what it was. It was because we did a Marvel episode. Marvel literally always gets where every time I put Marvel in the the body and people people are literally always looking for Marvel topics. Well, all you people looking for Marvel, you know what we should do? We should just put Marvel in there Marvel. somewhere. <laughs> just, even when we, we don't should... talk about it. Yeah, I haven't seen one of it yet. Just put Marvel in there. We it. <laughs> <laughs> We should we Sorry should change our top people. our podcast to the Marvel Boys and, and, and never talk about it. <laughs> I did think of a good podcast to- uh, thing last week. I was like, "Damn, I should have done this with my brothers." Call it the uh, the sitcomers podcast, and we we just pick a sitcom and just binge watch all the episodes of the sitcom and do like five episodes a week and just talk about those five episodes for an hour. That would be. That's that's what we should have done. We fucked up. Then wow. again, Brian would have just slept through all the episodes and not been on half of them anyway. So well, again, that's just a message to the director: step your shit up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Um, what uh, what recommendations do we got? I got a couple that of things that I watched this week. Yeah, I uh, this week uh, it was pretty busy for me. I moved apartments, and uh, I did do. I watched. I rewatched Chronicle, and I rewatched uh, The Witcher. I wasn't actually intending on rewatching The Witcher. It's actually I was. I had like fifteen minutes to eat breakfast before I left for work, and I was like, okay, I can't watch a full episode of something. I'll just put on something interesting. So I was scrolling through Netflix, and I was like, oh, I'll watch a fight scene of Witcher. So I watched the the final fight scene at the end of the first episode. And I was mm, halfway. Too. I was halfway through the end of the second, uh, through the second episode, and I was like, "Fuck! What am I doing? Like, I gotta go." Um, that show is really good. It's captivating. Um, it's not good. 
it's just a modern <laughs> version of that Hercules show. I've watched it twice. I like it a lot, but it's a modern version of that like Hercules show that we used to watch when we were kids. Do you I'm guys sorry. remember that? Back, first off, yeah, great show. Second off, <laughs> you just said it's not good, and then I've watched it twice in back to back sentences. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's anyway, not I, great. I hate this fucking book I'm reading for the third time. I don't. I don't know. That's <laughs> not what I mean. It's terrible. It's not like it's not Game of Thrones, right? It's not like genuine. Like oh, we're going least- there. <laughs> <laughs> but those thank God those first five seasons of Game of Thrones are so good. Like they're some of the best. I would even throw in. I would even made. throw in this. The was it? Was the sixth season? Because they did eight. Doesn't right? matter. I would even season, throw in the, the sixth first- season as well. You know what the I would, I would the say? The first they're trash. Throw them all away. <laughs> Burn it from the history books. I, I, I don't forgive you. I can't. I still angry. <laughs> the first five seasons of that show are really high quality. The first season of The Witcher is it's just a is some fantasy popcorn shit that I liked watching. Like it's pretty it's pretty fucking dumb. But I like I really like you know what it is? I really like Henry Cavill a lot. I think I, I just I'm so just confused think by the messaging here. the The show is fucking incredible, and you're being way too. And I don't even understand. Okay, Mister, that one episode of The Mandalorian was horrific. Sure, that that episode was so bad. I literally will still tell you it is the worst episode of anything I've ever seen. Oh my god, Jeff! Right. <laughs> you want to get back to it? Tell me that The Witcher is incredible. Jeff, you're I just hold on. I gave you a inside your brain for like just fuck some, off. I gave you a point excited. by point broke. I gave you a point by break breakdown of why that episode was bad, and you can't tell me anything about the Witcher other than the fact that it's just like I don't know. What is your position on the Witcher other than you like it but hate it? I don't hate it. I like it. It's just, it's not, dude, it's not good quality TV. Like, none of the acting is good. None of the writing is very me? good. It's, Yennefer's dude, it's, actress it's that, is so fucking good. It is that Kevin Sorbo Hercules movie or Xena Warrior Princess remade for the modern age. I like those just as much. Would you call those incredible? No, but they're no, entertaining. But they don't have There's Anya Charlotta or Ch- Ch- Chalacha. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Yeah, I don't um, know. she's she's really good. She I is like her fucking a lot. phenomenal in that film. And yeah, you can be it, mad that Henry Cavill show. Uh, in, in that show, like she does so well in that show. And if you're gonna tell me that there's no good acting, you're wrong. The only other acting, the reason why you are saying there's bad acting is because Henry Cavill's character doesn't have a lot of range. But he's not playing a character that has a lot of range. It wouldn't be right for him to start going off on fucking soliloquies. That's not and shit. why. It's not because of Henry Cavill. I just said how much I like Henry Cavill. It's not it's not one in particular. I just don't think any of the acting is that good. I don't think that Netflix really had a lot of faith in that show succeeding. And so they didn't put the budget that that kind of a show needs. And yet it still succeeded, which I'm happy about because I'm excited for a season two. I'm excited for more to come. I think that that first season is not very good. And again, I have watched it twice. I very much like it. So you're not like you're doing... You don't need to defend it from me. I just, I don't think that it's a very high quality show. I still enjoy it. That's fine. It's okay. It's okay for there to be a low quality show that I like. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not low. It's not low quality. I'm not going to keep getting into this, but it's not. I can see you holding your breath because you're just going to yell. <laughs> it's, it's not low quality is my point. 
I put it on this. I watched it all the way through with Kelly and Kelly and I both were like, this show kind of sucks, but I really like it. And then later I was doing some chores around the house when my wife was out of town and I just was like, oh, I'll just throw on The Witcher in the background and like go around. And then I just ended up binge watching the whole series that day after I finished my chores and sat down and just watched the rest of it. I like it. I like it quite a lot, but it's just it's lacking in quality at least that first season i'm not saying there's not potential to grow but like who are the bad guys in that season there's no explanation as to what's going on why is the witcher the witcher no explanation to what's going on like there's just no there's not really anything to grab onto or hold onto in that world it's just a weird world and you just go along for a ride and that's fine but like i'm there's just a significant lack of quality that appears in that show anyway any other recommendations jeff you got anything else no i did my recommendations but i, I want to hear yours so i can shit all over them go ahead <laughs> okay brian did you have anything yeah i recommend that everyone here endeavor to watch the marvel films in front of- <laughs> no, i'm just kidding um i yeah i i would recommend um no, I don't have any. <laughs> didn't you rewatch Band of Brothers? I watch the same thing every week because I'm watching 23 movies in a row. So didn't you also freaking... rewatch Band of Brothers? Uh, yeah, I, I'm. So today was my first day back at work in a week. So I, I typically, when I'm working from home, I can throw on something while I'm working. And I meant to do one division today, but um, I didn't end up putting anything on. So like Band of Brothers is one that I'll put on. I've just gotten permission to watch one division by myself. Because uh, usually I try not to watch things that we're, we want to watch together. Uh, but WandaVision apparently is not one that Anna's too worried about me watching alone. So I'll be catching up oh, tomorrow. Oh, interesting. Because Kelly just watched the last two episodes and is like, wow, this show has gotten a lot better. Yeah, they so think See, the moment Anna I start saying that, Anna will say, make me rewatch them with her. But, um, you know. Dude, right the now, last right two episodes, I'm going to say the last two episodes really ratchet up. <laughs> they explain a lot. Yeah, and then this most recent episode, I was like, oh, it's on. I'm fucking on board. So, um, so anyway, so I, I'll quick, watch those can we Can we quickly, Brian, are you okay with yes. us quickly talking about the sitcoms that it references? Because I do want to talk about that real quick. Yeah, sure. Jeff, what what sitcoms do you think it references? Last last season, last week was the 90s one. Yeah, so what so did you get from that clearly one? Clearly, the intro is a nod to Malcolm in the Middle. Yep, very Malcolm in the Middle. And then I got a very Boy Meets World vibe from it. Kind of, I was um, like the whole way that they were like talking to the camera, which I'm, I'm trying to think really hard of. Nope, that's the most recent episode. No, in in the in the the they were talking to the camera at the beginning of I believe it was Tommy. Oh, was the kids to the were yeah. the kids were that that's that felt like I mean sure. I was I was a kid at the time, but like Lizzie McGuire and and other shows from the early you know from late '90s that I remember. Um, right, right, right. So. The most recent episode, which sitcom did you get? I mean, obviously, huge, huge references to The Office, huge references to uh, Modern Family. Modern it's Family. Modern Family. Right. It's not The Office. Well, I mean, it talks about The Office just in that sit- in that interview. No, style, like if you right? listen to the intro, the intro is yeah, a mix it has between. The, I heard that too. It's and, the piano. So it's also got it like ties to uh, what's that sitcom with uh, Jason Bateman, uh, Arrested Development, like that, mm-hmm. that like the whole two character at the carnival uh subplot which i'm trying to not say any names or give any description uh was totally felt like arrested development you're right i didn't even i didn't actually catch that but that is arrested development that's very funny and, and anyway 
uh, one character constantly looks at the camera, just like Jim does at the office. Um, That's right. You're right. I got it. Yeah. They they definitely. So the most recent one was the modern the modern sitcom, and uh, I thought that they were really good. I yeah. thought it all like worked out really well and was really funny. Um. Okay. Cool. Wandavision, Brian. Uh, just catch up, dude. But all also right. next week I'm gonna be off the or I'm not gonna be here for the recording. So don't talk about Wandavision <laughs> next week. <laughs> but next week's the finale. I gotta say it is. I think so. I think it's only eight episodes. Yeah, we're gonna need to talk about it. Um, oh, I thought it was ten episodes. Shit. Maybe you guys are gonna have to wait until I'm back. I think it's well, eight we're, episodes. We're gonna strike while the iron's hot, dude. So anyway, so while we're still on, I will say I'm very excited about Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I wasn't until last night when we watched Civil War, and I, I rewatched the chemistry between those two guys, and their kind of like competitive stuff is, is freaking Have hilarious. You watched the trailer? To see that? No. You? It was not played during the Super Bowl, but um, you should watch Back the trailer. break? I don't know what to tell you, but um, yeah, is it like a lot more of the same? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's just funny. Can you move your seat up? No. <laughs> like, I was dying. I was just, for some reason, that hits my funny bone. So I'm looking forward to that show. Apparently, like, those shows, like WandaVision, and then when that's done, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Black Widow, apparently, they're, Marvel's expected to have something come out, like, every week for the rest yep. of the year. Yep. And they're just throwing so much Marvel in your face that we're just going to be talking about it a ton. So maybe we should uh, talk about... Uh, change, change us to the Marvel kids. The Marvel yeah, but some of those Mar- some of those Marvel weeks boys. are like the making of this show. Or um, speaking know. of which, um, one of my recommendations plays right into that. Disney released a one-hour documentary called "Behind the Mask." Jeff, go ahead, talk shit. What's going on? What you got nothing. You're just waiting. Okay. Um, it's where they take a look at Marvel Comics history, um, the way that they introduced characters, uh, the writers, the artists who make Marvel Marvel. They also dive into some of the uglier parts of Marvel history, um, misportrayals of black people, Asian people, gay people, um, women in general, and how they've been working to um, fix that representation in their comics. And I really liked that. I thought it was really good. If anyone's interested in the comic books um, or in comic books at all, or even the Marvel movies, it's a really interesting sort of walk through the timeline of Marvel. I do quickly want to say they do throw some like really weird digs at DC Comics for some reason. <laughs> and I was like, what, what, what was that about? Like, why would they just randomly just throw DC under the bus like that? But maybe it's just part of their rivalry. I don't know. But I thought that was pretty funny. Um, another thing I watched was called The Man Who Killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. Oh, and uh, uh, yeah, that that actor. Um, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'll think of his name. Go ahead. I'll, I'll wait. I was no, gonna no, say it, go but ahead. I'll just wait. I can't remember. You... Just say it. Just nope. Say I'm gonna wait. Do I you can't remember. No, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. I was, right, um, I was right there. <laughs> um, it is uh, boring. I wouldn't recommend it. It's not a recommendation, but I did watch it. Um, and then Kelly and I last night watched a movie called I Care A Lot on Netflix. You guys aware Peter, of this one? Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, Rosamund Pike. 
Brian, who's Rosamund Pike? Oscar nominee for Buns. <laughs> nice, nice Buns. She's super, super hot. She's in Gone Girl. Yeah, uh, did I say she's, she's super hot? <laughs> That's all you have to say about her. I was gonna, I was expecting you to be like she's that that Frost from from that James Bond movie that she's yeah, in, she's the fencer or whatever. Yeah, she's hot in that dude. She she kills that. <laughs> she kills that. She kills that role as a hot lady. Let me let me let me back up here. This is an incredibly talented talented actress. She kills it in Gone Girl. She's very good in Gone Girl as an actress. I just Very find good. her incredibly attractive, and that's why I'm leading with that. But it doesn't take away from her being a good actress. Literally, every time she came on screen, I was just like, Kelly, she's really pretty. <laughs> yeah, she's gorgeous, dude. She's, gorgeous. she's so pretty. She's I don't kidding. even... She's hot. Yeah, she's so pretty. And isn't, yeah, she isn't is she also... she in Edge of Tomorrow, very... too? I don't think so. Emily Blunt is no, the Edge Emily of Tomorrow Blunt. character. You're right. Um, but that being said, she's also extremely talented as an actress, and she carries this film... She's very good in it. That being said, this movie was really uneven. Didn't know whether it was trying to be a comedy. Didn't know if the characters were uh, villains or sociopaths or the hero or you should feel sympathy for them or what. Like, it was so all over the place. I mean, the I don't, have you guys seen the trailers? Do you know what the basis is? No. Basically, she runs a guardianship grift. Um, she has connections in the court and in the medical system that target older rich people who have uh, limited support systems like kids or a, lo or a lover or a nephew or something like that that takes care of them. Um, and so they basically get a court-ordered guardianship where they become the legal guardian and control the person's wealth control the person all of their assets and then sell their assets and basically strip mine these humans lives uh to pay and then they lock them up in memory care facilities where they um can't get out and these are this is a real thing that happens to old people all the time it's definitely a, a form of elder abuse that you hear about on the news and this character uh does that that's the main character that's what she does she fucking grifts these old people and locks them up in uh, memory care facilities and then strip mines their lives to subsidize her own wealth and she runs afoul of Peter Dinklage in a way and he is some gangster that's all we really know is that he's a gangster and it's kind of their battle of like how they're gonna like kill each other or like beat each other or whatever and they both like Peter Dinklage is good in it because he's good in everything. She's good in it because she's good in everything. But this movie just didn't know what it wanted to do with these characters. And I really struggled with it. That being said, maybe it's worth a watch if you're into her or him, or you just want to see what they're doing. Um, the costuming in it is very good. Uh, everybody is dressed very well, uh, particularly the lawyer that Peter Dinklage hires at one point in the movie has some very uh, nice suits that I've already started saving to buy. <laughs> I haven't, but I looked, I found out where they were from and I wish I could afford them because they're like $3,000 suits. Anyway, um, that's it. That's it. Anyone else got anything else they want to say? Any recommendations that I would have made this week uh, had I not been here? Anyone? Uh, for the record, I do not recommend that Jeff talk about Brandon Sanderson ever again. Also, do not recommend that we talk about Troy um, or 
the Expendables franchise. <laughs> Why would I do that? Nobody thinks that I like those. All right, guys. Um, you can get in touch with, touch with us. I'm going to make one of you guys write out the closing section here from now on, by the way. Um, you guys can get in touch with us at cleverkidspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us at cleverkidspod on Twitter and Instagram. What's our call to action, Brian? Give me something. What 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 do what do we want them to tell us? Uh, what do we miss on Oscar snubs and buns? Who's got the Oscar buns? Uh, what do we miss Who's on snubs? The... Like I'm sure that there are a lot of years we didn't cover. Uh, there's a lot of movies that uh, you know, like Troy. We're like, how did Troy do? Like, did they get even nominated? It's ridiculous. So anyway, uh, let us know where we missed, where we hit. Um, other than that, uh, stay tuned for One Division. We'll dive in. We promise. Yeah, maybe we'll have to do a WandaVision slash what's coming next in uh, Marvel. Um, so it looks like, by the way, I looked it up. Um, there's at least two more episodes listed on the episode order on, on Google. I just Googled WandaVision season two and it's got an episode eight and an episode nine release date. So maybe we get nine episodes. Maybe we only get eight and they don't know what they're fucking talking about. I don't know. Anyway, thanks guys. Uh, have a good one. See you next week. Thanks all. Bye, everyone.